By the way, I just want everybody in this room to know I'm very impressed. Y'all are the tough Christians getting out in this cold weather. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty tough, yeah. I'm really just a, just a teddy bear. You know, people ask me all the time, they're like, my God, you know, you look tough. And I said, well, I got three daughters and I'm a really nice guy. At least got to look mean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for you boys, by the way, might want to date my daughters. I really am mean. Amen? Don't push me. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we praise you. Thank you for the victories of this church. Uh, Father, the confirmation that again just continues to pour in. Um, Father, today the message you've given me, I, I need everybody in this room to know that I'm not trying to step on their toes. I'm aiming at their heart. Father, I really need you to show them that. I need you to show them this is not a message from me. It is a message from you. So, Father, I need your words. I'm just going to get right to it. Father, in this moment, I need you to anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, again, take all doubt, lack of confidence, lack of boldness. Father, I need you to throw that into the sea, and I, I need your boldness today. I need your confidence. I need your words. And Father, most importantly, your love to pour out onto your congregation. Ask these things in your name. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. Mm, tough guy, that's right. <clears throat> Last year, God told me, guys, in, in 2023, in January of 2023, God told me that we were going to have, uh, we were going to grow as a church. Uh, we were going to, uh, the numbers were going to get larger. Uh, and, and that's happened. That's obvious, right? Amen? I think he's given us the confirmation of that, and we praise him for that. Uh, he does this to me a lot, guys. I'll go on vacation. Some of y'all that have been here for a long time, y'all know this, but when I go on vacation and I don't have to preach the next Sunday, uh, he really starts just giving me stuff. Uh, and I know why. It's because that's a moment, that's a time, a week that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm by myself. Um, I don't have to worry about putting a sermon together, so I'm just sitting back and I'm just listening to him. Well, he has given me something as well right now, and while on vacation a couple weeks ago, God told me, guys, that we have three years, three years to prepare for major growth, not just growth. His exact words were major growth for this church, okay? Now, the thing is, guys, I need you to understand, God gave me this message to give to you. And the reason why that is, is here we are talking about major growth, and, and Sarah's sitting over here, over the children's ministry, and she's like, well, dang, Micah, how are we going to do that? We're struggling as it is to get volunteers. So again, this is not a message from me. This is a message from God. I need you all to all grasp that right now. 
He needs your help, guys. He wants to use you. He wants to use this congregation. But again, guys, you know, I, I always, okay, I'm going to go way off script. I think you all all know this is not Micah's church. This is God's church. Amen? Okay. When I would go to churches and I would hear pastors preach about serving, I'd immediately just like shut down. If they started talking about serving or giving or offerings, I would just shut down. Guys, you're saved to serve. It took me a while to figure that out. And when I finally figured that out and I realized that the whole reason, the whole purpose that I've been saved is to work for, fa for my Father in Heaven. It's the least we can do. Today's title is Save to Serve. Through, uh, guys, next week we're going to start a sermon series. I'm sorry, y'all, I went way off track. I'm having to go back in my notes. I'm sorry. Y'all give me just a second. My ADD self is everywhere. Hush. I'm going to stick to my notes now. Next week, guys, we're going to start a sermon series on the book of Acts. Uh, through this series, I'm going to reveal to you guys everything God told me while I was on vacation. And I'm going to tell y'all everything that we need to do as a church to accomplish this major growth, major growth that he has for us. But before I can do this, before I can reveal his entire plan, he told me that our church needs to tie up some loose strings. Uh, he told me that a lot of our warriors, new warriors, new people that are here at this church, and thank good, isn't it awesome how many new people we've got in this church right now? Thank y'all so much. I mean, man, it's amazing. In the last year, just a lot of y'all uh, have been here in the last year, and I've actually preached this sermon twice before, but y'all have never heard it, and it's going to be a lot different today when I start talking about serving, but we put it in a little bit different perspective than a lot of the churches do. But anyway, what he's telling me is that a lot of new warriors that have shown up uh, they, they want to help, uh, but they're, they're not sure how they can. And, and a lot of times they think it's because, you know, I hadn't been here long enough. I've only been here a few months or something like that. Guys, I don't care how long you've been here. If God's tugging at your heart to serve in this church, we want you to serve in this church. I don't care how long you've been here. Jump in. Amen, Mikey, you tell them. He also told me on the other side that we have some warriors who have been here for a while that have been holding back. I need everybody in this church to understand, guys, again, if you're a Christian, you're called to serve. There's a ton of scripture that backs up this title, Save to Serve. There's a ton of scripture that backs this up. In fact, guys, I need you to know the words serve, service, and servant in various forms appears 1,100 times in the Bible. To help you put this into perspective on how important servanthood is to God, the words faith, hope, and love combined, all three of those words combined, are only mentioned 700 times in the Bible. Y'all think serving is important to God? I want you to visually see this, guys. Pull that up for me, Nick, because some of y'all may not have caught it. I need y'all to catch this. Serve, servant, service. That, that in various forms, 1,100 times, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. We hear it all the time, right? 
faith, hope, most important is love, only 700 times combined. God saved us for a purpose. The least we can do is help build his kingdom. To be honest, guys, that alone ought to end this sermon. I ought to just shut the book and we just walk out, but don't, don't get up. I'm not going to. We still got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. That's right. We got till 3.30. Amen. <laughs> guys, the problem is when the word serve is mentioned in the church, a lot of people cringe. They do. The reason for this is because they think if they sign up to serve, they're going to be serving almost every Sunday. Okay. Catch this, though. The truth is, guys, and I did the math on this, if just half, half of the people that are sitting in here today I'm not talking about, we've had a thousand people come through this church. I'm talking about just the people sitting in here today. If half of you would step up and serve, catch this, you would only have to serve three times a year. That's once every four months, guys. That's it. We're not asking a lot. The problem is that most churches, the 80-20 rule applies this is when 20% of the congregation serves and the other 80% sit in the pews. And because of this, people get burned out on serving the church. Some of you may be saying, but Micah, I don't feel I can serve because I don't have any gifts that apply to serving the church. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body, the church, we are all parts of it, and it takes all of us, notice all of us, to make it complete, for we each have different work to do. So we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things. What this verse is telling us, guys, if you're a Christian, God's given you at least at least one gift that can help build the church. These gifts are called the gifts of the body. And uh, there's seven of them, guys, that are mentioned in Romans chapter 12. Let's pick back up. Let's, let's start reading at verse 6 through 8. If prophecy, these are the gifts of the body, okay? If prophecy, use it according to the portion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. Now, Nick, do me a favor. Pull up this, the list of seven. I, I've got these listed for you guys. So here's your gifts of the body. You've got prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, which is encouraging. It's encouragement. Giving, leading, and mercy. If you're a Christian... What, what Romans is telling us here, what God's telling us through the Bible here, is if you're a Christian, you have at least one of these gifts to help build the church. At least one. Some of you have multiple gifts. Some of you are special. Matter of fact, a lot of y'all are special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what we're going to do today, guys... I'm going to show y'all each one of these gifts, and then I'm going to show y'all the best place that it fits 
in this church. And I'm going to go ahead and do this now. I actually had this for the end. So, Nick, if you don't mind, if you could pull up that server's card that I had as the last slide. I'm sorry. It just makes better sense to put it right here. Okay. Each one of y'all in the back of the chair in front of you is a serving card. Okay. These are the areas that we ask people to serve in the church. Greeter, offering, which that you, hospitality. Okay, hospitality. Out there serving coffee, getting coffee, getting water, getting drinks, cleaning up a little bit. And then you got the prayer team, warrior kids, warrior youth, security, outreach. That's right, Mikey? That's right. Set up crew, clean up crew, praise and worship team, and the tech team. Okay, so what I'm going to do is each one of these seven gifts, I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to tell you guys, where that gift best fits according to where we need you to serve. So we're going to start with prophecy. Believers with the gift of prophecy are the seers or eyes of the body. They have insight, foresight, and act like watchdogs in the church. They warn of sin or reveal sin. They're usually very verbal, very verbal, and may come across as judgmental and impersonal. They are serious dedicated and loyal people with this gift have great discernment now let's look and see the best place for that gift to fit in the church the security team y'all notice I said they're serious they come across rude and, and mean looking like I was trying to do earlier you know what I'm saying like these are those people that can mean mug you you know, we had a guy come in here one time. He told us, he said, y'all need the gorillas. That's who you need on the worship team. Them guys that just look at you mean. You know what I'm saying? You ever go to the zoo, look at a gorilla, they look you right in the eye, they scare you to death. You know what I'm saying? They mean looking, okay? So that's, uh, security is a great spot. Hospitality as a greeter. Now, you'd be like, well, Mike, that doesn't make sense. If they're kind of that way, why would, why would you want them greeting people at the door? We've got different types of greeters. We have the nice greeters that love on you and shake your hand and, you know, hug you all the time. You know, how many people have been hugged today in this church? I'm just curious. Show of hands. That's what I'm talking about. Very cool. If you, did, if, you didn't, if you didn't raise your hand, I'll hug you before you leave. The, the reason why that is is because we want some greeters at the door that have that great discernment that can kind of be on security at the same time. See, they're at the door. They're watching. They're looking at people as they're coming in. You understand where I'm going here? That's a great strength. We need that at the doors. We have that at the doors, by the way, but we need more. That's what I'm getting at, guys. We need more. The tech team, that's another great spot for it because it's just serious back here. Them people, they're always so serious, you know? I mean, Nick's grinning from ear to ear. Be serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a serious area back there for the tech team. Now let's go to serving. Those with the motivational gift of serving are the hands of the body. Uh, they're concerned with meeting needs. They are highly motivated doers. Uh, they may tend to overcommit, but find joy in serving and meeting team goals. Okay, best fit for somebody that has this gift of serving. Hospitality, outreach. That's right. Set up and clean up crew. The tech team and warrior kids. Warrior kids. Mikey, that means you need to start serving back over with them kids every once in a while. I, I'm kidding. I really don't want to. I'm just kidding. All kidding aside, guys, this, this gift of serving, uh, I know we pick at each other a lot. But that man back there has got the biggest heart I've ever known. He has that servant's heart. 
That's why he's our outreach pastor. Amen? That's a server, guys. If you ever want to see one, just look at Mikey. Not too long, though. <laughs> the next gift is teaching. Those with the gift of teaching are the mind of the body. They realize their gift is uh, foundational. They emphasize accuracy of words and love to study. They delight in research to validate truth. Best place for them? Where your kids? Where your youth? And the prayer team? Where your kids? Where your kids? Next gift is giving. Those with the motivational gift of giving are the arms of the body. They truly enjoy reaching out and giving. Uh, they are excited by the prospect of blessing others. They desire to give quietly in secret, uh, but will also motivate others to give. They are alert to people's needs. They give cheerfully and always give the best that they can. Best spot for that, for giving, hospitality, outreach, and then financial committees. We have different committees, you know, at the church that we'll put together that we might have a goal that's in place, like we've got the playground that we're fixing to try to get put in place, uh, the different things like that, guys. We, we have committees for that. And people that are givers, we love for them to be on those committees, not because we're trying to get their money. Guys, I don't like talking about money in the church. I'll just be honest with you. I really struggle with that. But what it is is they have a gift. A lot of givers, they have a, they, a, lot, of, a lot of them are really rich, you know what I'm saying? So they can give that way, you know what I'm saying? But, but here's what they're good at is because they love to give, and sometimes that's financially, they know how to raise money. They know other ways. They know what would inspire them, because they're givers, to give. So we put them on the committees so they can all put their heads and hearts together and figure out the best way that we can raise the money and present it to the congregation in a way that y'all understand it's not us after your money. It's God putting a goal in front of us that he wants us to achieve. Sometimes it takes finances. Not always. Sometimes it does. It's all I want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about that no more. The next gift is exhortation or encouragement. Those with the, excuse me, those with the gift of encouragement are the mouth of the body. Like cheerleaders, they encourage other believers and are motivated by a desire to see people grow and mature in the Lord. They are practical and positive, and they seek positive responses. Let's see where they fit in. A lot. If you're an encourager, we need you in a lot of places. Guys, in my opinion, out of all of these gifts, and this is just my opinion, it's the most important one. An encouraging word can take you so many places. An encouraging word can take you out of the hole that you're in and lift you back up where you belong. Hospitality, prayer team, warrior kids. Outreach, tech, praise and worship team. Notice I put on here you must have musical talent. It says make a joyful noise, not a bad one, okay? Don't come to me and say, I want to be on the worship team, and, and you sound terrible when you talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
That doesn't make any sense. Now, unless you play the drums or the bass or the guitar, I mean, you ain't got to sing for that. You know what I'm saying? So don't even try. Just come in here and play the instrument. You know what I'm saying? But all kidding aside, we need help here. We need help. We definitely, we are, we're good on voices. We've got a lot of great voices. We're actually, we're, we're set there. But we need. God bless. I'm tempted to let him try. <laughs> you want to try right now? No. You sure? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, don't throw it at me unless you, I'm going to throw it back. All kidding aside, guys, we need help here on the worship team with instruments, but encouragement. Encouragement. We need that. You need that in every spot in the church. Amen. Next one is leadership, the gift of leadership. Those that have this gift are the head of the body. They have the ability to see the overall picture and set long-term goals. They're good organizers and find efficient ways of getting work done. Although they must not seek leadership, although they must not seek leadership, they will assume it when no leader is available. They receive fulfillment when others come together to complete the task. Before I go to where those fit, guys, a leader doesn't seek leadership. Y'all hear me? That, that, that's, that's an anointed position. If you know people that are seeking leadership, don't let them lead you. That's pride. We got a big problem with that in our country today. I'm going to shut up. Hush. All right. Best place leadership fits. Wow. We need leaders. We need leaders. Hospitality, security, warrior kids. Warrior youth, set up, clean up crew, outreach, financial committees, tech, praise and worship team, have a musical talent. We need leaders. And another thing we need, if y'all notice, leadership, one of the gifts is organization. Guys, here, here's, here's an issue with this church, and some of y'all know this. We're as organized as we can be. I promise y'all, we're trying to be as organized as we can be. A lot of people don't understand this. Some of y'all are new. We, we've got one person that's paid in this church, and it's not me. We, we've got all, all of us got full-time jobs. It's hard to be organized when we're trying to organize our own businesses, our own jobs, and our own families. We need help. If you got the gift of organization, I can use you. I promise you. Let me rephrase that. God can use you. Amen? The last of these seven gifts is mercy. Those with the motivational gift of mercy are the heart of the body. They easily sense the joy or distress in other people and are sensitive to feelings and needs. They are attracted to the patient, or excuse me, to and, excuse me, they are attracted to and patient with people in need, motivated, motivated by a desire to see people healed of hurts. They are truly meek in nature and avoid firmness. Let's go see where those are. 
hospitality, loving on people when they walk through the door, warrior kids. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all, okay, it says that they're extremely meek and avoid firmness. Some of y'all don't need to be with the kids, okay, I'm just saying. Outreach, prayer team, prayer team, prayer team, and praise and worship team. Because here's the thing about praise and worship is they're standing up here and they can look out at this congregation and they can see who's hurting. Amen. They can sense it. And they know while they're singing, they're praying for you. You see, the, the worship team gets to sit up here and look at y'all every Sunday. Security. Yeah, I know, right? Right, he should be sleeping right now. Guys, if y'all noticed, on the majority of these, we put warrior kids. So here, here's what I'm going to tell you. We're growing. And, and we're in talks of a new sanctuary or a, a, a expanding this one, whatever it may be. But I'm not going to lie to y'all, two services on a Sunday is coming. I mean, I mean, just look around the room today. It's, it's, it's 14 degrees outside. We're 85% full. Last Sunday, we barely had enough seats. Amen? Amen. But guys, how are we going to go two services? We ain't got enough people to watch kids. And it, it frustrates me because I know a lot of y'all have the gift that you can sit down with some kids. If you got kids, you got the gift. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Let me, okay, hang on. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. A parent is an anointed position by God. If God has given you a child, you have the gifts inside of you to take care of that child. So therefore, you have the gifts inside of you to take care of our children. And I'll tell you something else about warrior kids, guys. There ain't enough men in there. What's wrong with you guys? Do y'all realize that's the future of this church? That's the future. Amen. That's one of them that watches them right there. I know we've got some men that do, but I mean, obviously, the math, if you look at it, I'd say, what, Sarah, 80% are, are female that watch our kiddos? Uh, 90, 90%. Okay. Now I feel bad. Men, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you guys this. I'm, I'm truly meaning this, men. You have an opportunity to groom the next generation. Of Christian warriors I don't know about y'all but one of the greatest things about planting a church is we have the opportunity to start something and pass it down to our children and our children's children and I don't know about y'all but I'm proud of it we need help we need help more your kids in a bad way if y'all, I'm telling you, because here's what's going to happen, guys. If we go to two services, your kid's going to be sitting in there with you. 
How you going to learn? Some of y'all's kids are crazy. All kidding aside, in order to go to two services, guys, and it's, it's coming. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's coming. We need your help. If the spot that you feel that you have a gift in is full, and you were called to Christian Warriors Church, I assure you there's a spot for you, but don't get your feelings hurt if we tell you that spot is full. Your next step should be is to come to leadership and say, well, where do you need me then? Let me, let me serve somewhere. Serving the church is not about you. It's not about your personal gain. It's about serving the church God has called you to where you're needed. Serve God. Amen. You don't say, that's amen. I'm going to talk to the online congregation real quick because I know, guys, we have on average probably a thousand people a week that watch online right now. And, and the thing is, is they're a part of this congregation too. Now, they're not here to serve physically, but here's what I want to tell them on how they can serve. Y'all can share every post that our media team puts out there. You can comment on those posts. But here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Pray for us. That's the biggest thing that we need y'all to do. Is pray for us. The biggest problem I see with the lack of people serving in the church today is instead of Christians stepping up and serving, they sit back and let others that they feel are more qualified serve in the areas they have gifts in. This is called waiting on God's movement. If you're one of these Christians, guys, it's time to start being God's movement. Don't wait on his movement. God moves through us. Step up and be his movement. This church is not a church, guys. It's, it's, it's a movement. This is one thing I've said since day one, guys. Churches come and go. Movements never stop. And this church is not going to stop. The vision that he's given us of this church, again, it's going to go from generation to generation to generation. But we need help to make that vision complete. you got two options here, guys. You can either sit on the sidelines and watch the movement go by, or you can grab a hold of the movement and join the ride. And I promise you all right now, because it already has been the last four years, it's going to be a blast. And the next three years... Because he says major movement, it's going to be fun. That's the thing, man. So many people get so caught up in how much work it is to plant a church. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I think everybody's been here since the beginning. We had 15 families. We had about 30 people that started this church. And it was. It was a lot of work. But I don't know about y'all that were here from the beginning. I've had a blast. I've had so much fun planting this church. And here's the cool part, guys. Every statistic that I've looked at every professional in the area of talking about planting churches says it takes 10 years to plant a church we're at four we still got six years of planting and it's fun so I'm asking you guys that are new to the church join in enjoy it there's nothing more fulfilling than watches and watching families change 
watching people's hearts change. There's nothing more fulfilling than allowing God to work through you and to see the confirmation that comes from it. I want all of y'all to feel that. And here's the cool part. We're, again, we're all a part of it. Every time we, every time somebody reaches salvation down here at this altar and every time we baptize somebody, guys, all of y'all are involved in that. Every one of you. From the greeter at the front door to security to the worship team to the pastor that stands in front of you, we're all one team. And it's fulfilling to know that we're building God's kingdom. I'm going to show you guys another verse that should really hit home to those of you that are not serving right now. It's the first verse from Romans chapter 12 that we've been studying. Before I read it, again, guys, I need you to understand. I'm not stepping on your toes. I'm aiming at your heart. Go ahead. And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is that too much to ask? If that don't hit you here, there's something wrong. Because every time that I think about what Jesus Christ went through, so I don't have to hang on to my sins anymore, and the least I can do is step up and serve three times a year. You're saved to serve. For those of you guys that are new at the church, I mean, really, like, new, new, like, I get it. I I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm talking to you, but at the same time, I I want y'all to sit for a while. I, I want you to make sure this is where God has planted you. I want you to get to know people. I want you to get to know the church. I want you to sit back and watch others serve for a while. Yeah, not too long. (laughs) For those of you guys that have been serving, hang it. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because of y'all, the vision that God gave me four, five years ago, actually, almost five years ago, because of y'all, we're, we're, we're seeing it. We're living it. For those of y'all that are serving, thank you. It means so much. And here's the big thing, is I'm sitting up here telling you how much I appreciate it. I assure you, God appreciates it a whole lot more. I promise you that. If I could get you guys to close those back doors and uh, shut off the lights, please. I need y'all to humor me for just a minute, congregation. It's fixing to get dark in here, y'all. Freak out. Yeah. Okay, guys. If I could get the middle aisle, if you're sitting 
on the first four, or excuse me, five rows, if you're sitting on the first five rows on this middle aisle, when I say first five closest to me, if you could turn on the lights on your cell phone. Just point them towards the ceiling, please. They're, they're blinding me. There's light. Y'all can see. But there's still a lot of darkness. Now, if I could get the rest of the congregation to do the same thing. Do y'all see how much light you guys can show through this church that first group was 20 percent here's the thing guys I mean this is the honest truth I mean we have I don't know how many members we have because we don't do members there's not members I hate members I hate that membership thing that just drives me nuts what I say is how many warriors we have and at this church they showed me a stat a while back that we've had over a thousand people come through this church so I'd say that we have at this church, if you want to call it membership, whatever, I'm going to say we've got probably seven, eight hundred people that say this is their church. Now some of them don't come but once a year, some of them come twice a year, that's why we don't see this room packed full today. But guys, right now you've got probably 220 people sitting in this room, 210 people sitting in this room. So that's, if you say 800, that, that's, what is that? Do the math for me. That's 25%. 25%. And I promise you, if this amount of people would serve, 200 people, you wouldn't have to serve but once or twice a year. We need to be the light. So we can build this church the way God wants it done. I'm very excited to share the rest of the vision with y'all, and if you come next week, I'll start on that. And the thing is, is you'll start to see why I've been so adamant today talking about serving. It's very exciting. It's scary. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it sounds a little crazy. Y'all keep your lights on, because I, I just turned mine off, because I, I need to see something. Guys, I can't stress it enough. What's funny? Sarah, that makes sense. Yeah, our one paid employee, so we were laughing during the service, you know. You're setting a great example. All right, y'all can turn the lights back on. Now, listen, I don't want to hear that mess. Y'all will go to a concert and lift your phone up for an entire song. I ask you to do it for two minutes, and y'all over here complaining. Good gosh almighty. Guys, I can't wait to reveal to y'all what he's put in front of us. Cannot wait to reveal it to you. But again, he told me, in order to get there, they've got to understand that when I say I, this is him speaking to me, that I need their help. I need their help.
not Micah. God needs your help. I got one more scripture for y'all. I'm going to read it and then we'll close out. The reason I don't have it on the screen is because God gave it to me as I was sitting back in the study. The number one way, guys, that you can serve the church. And, and here's what, the reason I bring this up is if we got new people that, you know, I just told you, I want you to sit for a while. Kind of check things out, kind of see where you want to go, so forth. But there's one main way that we can always serve the church. And it has nothing to do with any of this. This is Romans chapter 12, and this is after all the things that we just talked about. So this will put it into perspective for you, but this is verses 9 and 10. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. You want to see a church move? You get 200 people in a room like today that love each other. That honor each other. Even if you got beef with somebody in here, who gives a darn? When it comes to the kingdom of God, that means nothing. That's earthly junk. This is spiritual decisions. This is spiritual love we're talking about. Guys, all of these things that we talked about today, don't get me wrong, we need you to serve in a bad way, amen? But here's the main thing I need you to grasp. Just love on people. Just love people. God is love. When you love on people, God is there. And the cool part is, is if you start loving on people, I guarantee you'll start serving in the church. Because you can't help it. You want more of it. Love is contagious. And God wanted me to tell you all today, that's why this church has grown the way it has. And he also wants you to know that's why this major growth that's coming in the next three years, that growth is from love. Amen. Amen.